Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And we're coming to you with news. We said we were going to do this, Daniel, didn't we? We said once news hit from, we'll be back. And well, Emergency podcast recording. Emergency just, podcast recording, unscheduled. We've canceled our lives. We have canceled our lives. Uh, and we're here as, because... As many of you have. Well, some of you, you have, have canceled a lot more than, than your lives. There is... There's your burning season in ticket the requests. Yes. Your, yes. Your, your alumnus invite to the dinner. You've rescinded yes. that. You've yeah. Rescind. <laughs> just cancel it all. Cancel it all. Uh, no, we got news on Jake Fromm, uh, which was expected at some point today. But Daniel, uh, that mm. wasn't the mm-hmm. only news. Mm. We're wish we're we're at the only news. How much happier would we be right well, now? Well, um, we'll we'll get into that. Daniel and I may actually by the way, this is since this is an emergency podcast, I want you the listener right now to guess in your head how much pre-production time Daniel and I have taken to uh, plan this podcast. Go ahead. We'll wait. Michael? Michael, are you there? <laughs> Michael. Are you call, Are you your there? Fault. Are you there? You quit call on me. us. And Call you've me, left, Michael. You've left this. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're new to the podcast, you're welcome in. You picked quite a day uh, that Georgia has lost two more starters on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, mm-hmm. kudos to you mm-hmm. for being here uh, on this emergency podcast. Uh, if kudos you to you for, for taking your mouth off the bottle of bleach for just a second to listen to this podcast. Yes. We appreciate Yes. We appreciate it greatly. We promise we'll leave you alone at about 28 minutes and you can get right back to whatever it was that you were doing. Um it's not maybe maybe we will have talked you out of it. Maybe we will have talked you into it. We'll see how the podcast goes. You know. We'll see how it goes. But n- nonetheless, you will have received lots of hot takes and information uh from two guys that love UGA. Uh, football, basketball, all things sports, uh, really, as it pertains to the Bulldogs. Uh, and that's what you're going to get. You're not going to get insider information, although we got a hot tip. <laughs> See mm. what I did there? Mm-hmm. Tip. I do. Tip of, I do. A, of, a, of a possible finger. Um, mm. We might have a hot tip. <laughs> a, 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 a fingernail. A, a fingernail. Uh, uh, but no, we are not insiders by any stretch of the imagination, Daniel. We're not. We're Georgia fans. Um, you're Georgia fans. Uh, this is an emergency podcast, as we said. Um, Circle the wagons. But, it, but, if, but if you have thoughts and opinions, if you want to reach out to us, we, we are dying to know what you think about the whole situation. So let us know. Um, you can let us know on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Hit us up on there. You can email us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. We'd love to interact with you that way. Um, and so if you want to let us know your thoughts and opinions about this situation, we're glad that you're here. Uh, as always, your listening and downloading and subscribing to this podcast helps us out a tremendous amount. So thank you to yep. all of you who are out there listening. Um, Clint, we got two matters to discuss. We got Jake from, we got Cade Mays, and then we probably need to get into who's still on the team because one rumor point. has it, rumor has it there are still players on scholarship. Well, I can't confirm or deny that. Again, we're not insiders. No. But no. Um, rumor has it we could maybe talk about who's left in the cupboard. Uh, so sure. Uh, I'm not even going to ask you where we're going to start because you put some respect on Jake Fromm's name when you say it. We are there's no there's no scenario in which we get on this podcast and talk about Cade Mays. No. Before we talk about Jake Fromm. No. So let's now enter into the discussion of Jake Fromm 
He is leaving for the NFL. We wish him the best. We do. We are excited for his future. We are happy to have him representing the University of Georgia for the rest of his life. True or false? 100% true. Could not be more true. He's a damn good guy. 100% true. Now, Clint, how does, in light of all that, we got that out of the way. We know that's true. How does this news leave you of Jake Fromm going to the NFL? You know what this news did for me, Dan? It did a very interesting thing to my heart. Again, Mm. the Sugar Bowl crept inside my heart and, and made its little little deadened state come back to life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But this news made me realize I wanted Jake Fromm back. Daniel? Oh, yeah. I, I wanted, wanted him it. back. Even though we had said on this podcast, uh, two mm-hmm. things could be true. He played horribly uh, for the latter two-thirds, or, or really latter third of the season uh, this year. And we wanted him back. So when news broke that he could be coming back, I got excited and now having him lead, I'm actually not mad at him at all. It actually, what it did oh, is no. it reawoken my love for Jake Fromm. You know what? I, honestly, I feel like in that re- regard, I'm glad you brought that up because in that regard, I feel like this is a win. Maybe not in football terms, which no, this is a I get that this is a football team and we're here to talk about the football team. So to talk about things that aren't in football terms doesn't make a ton of sense. But if you were to just take the productivity of the football team out of it, this is kind of a win because the worst thing that could have happened is for Jake Fromm to come back next year and had another disappointing season and really tarnish the legacy that he had built when he was here. I don't feel like, to your point, that he really did enough. It was a disappointing season. Jake Fromm would tell you that it was a disappointing season for him in 2019. So we're not out of line, I don't think, by saying that, just saying what's true. It was a disappointing season, but but still, there is a there is a very prominent place in my heart for Jake Fromm yes. and what he's done for the University of Georgia. He is, you know, we have the Mount Rushmore conversation, the greatest of all time conversation. Um, I'm sure we will. In, in episodes into the future and we'll see where Jake Fromm lands in that it's too soon obviously to make any of those statements but yeah. but he he is a damn good Georgia Bulldog always has been and always, always will be always will be yes um uh, he led us to the national championship he was in no part a factor for us losing the national championship uh he did everything he could have for us to win that game and um yeah, he had his ups and he had his downs, but he came in as a true freshman when Jacob Eason got injured, and he did nothing but win games at That's the University of Georgia. So all he did. I don't know what else you want from the young man. Um, not yeah. mad at him at all. Go on, get you some money, get paid. Uh, really excited to follow Jake Fromm's career. Easy guy to cheer for. Oh, my gosh. Whoever's going to get him is going to love him. They're going to talk him up. He's going to be the greatest teammate you could have, greatest quarterback a coach could request. Uh, we love you, Jake. Good luck on your endeavors. Yeah. All right. So we're going to turn the page. We're going to move on from Jake. From, we are going to talk about replacements. We're going to talk about that kind of at the end. We're going to talk about replacements for quarterback and offensive line. We'll do that all together. Um, but now let's turn the page from the quarterback position to the offensive line position and talk about Cade Mace. This one came just as if from nowhere, Daniel. As it, just off the top rope, and 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 Cade Mays' manager is over here in the in the opposite corner, distracting me with some sort of nonsense. Yes, he's doing some kind yes. of dance, and so my back is turned. 
Uh-huh. I can't see Big 77 climbing up to the top rope. No, he's doing and it quietly too. The crowd, the crowd cheering in the background. You don't, you don't yeah, see that. You, you don't, don't hear, hear it. No, you don't. You can't even see him to just a million people screaming at you to turn around, but you can't hear it. And then all of a sudden, you do turn around, and it is just a drop kick right to the groin. Right, absolutely. I don't know how he missed your head and your throat and uh, your no. neck, but for whatever yeah. reason, went straight for the crotch. This right exactly to the happened. speedo that you were wearing <laughs> yes. uh, at the time. This one came out of nowhere. Oh. Obviously, re- reports have emerged. Shout out to uh, the medical examiner's office. I don't know. It's, shout out to Roddy Nabolsi's attorney friend because apparently that's where <laughs> – yes. just want to give credit where credit is due. The law firm um, that is – you know, that's – the news came out. Apparently, Cade Mays' dad got his finger cut off on a recruiting visit, Clint. Yeah. No, that was that was that, how long that's ago? That's important to note. That's how long two ago years that? ago. Okay. And then he enrolled in school. Uh-huh. And now, money got a little tight over at the Mays house. Yeah, okay? sure. Just the, the, there's a payment on the tractor that came due. Yeah. And couldn't quite, couldn't quite scrap together the funds. And so now... Papa Mays is going to come over here and sue the University of Georgia Athletic Department. Uh, and Cade Mays is going to go play football for Jeremy Pruitt and with his brother uh, at the University of Tennessee, it seems, Clint. Tell me your thoughts. Okay. About, because longtime listeners of the pod will know we're both high on Cade Mays. But, but I think it's fair to say, Clint, there was a season there where Cade Mays, that's your boy. Uh, for a season, that, that's I, your boy. Ben Cleveland was going to break somebody's leg and use the bone to stab you. And then Cade Mays was going to come over and, and rip out your heart and eat it in front of you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I loved me some Cade Mays. That is, that is factually correct. And then what had happened, Daniel, is he was asked to play left tackle in the Sugar Bowl. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And what I began there? sweating oh, big no. time. I began getting all the feels, and they were not good feels. It was the feel after you have leaving Sizzler and wondering, should I have ordered that? The answer is no, you should the not The answer have. is you shouldn't have been there in Correct. the first place. That's, and that's what I thought about Cade Nays playing left tackle. That should you never shouldn't have happened. ever been there, bro. Yep. You shouldn't have ever been there in the first. Just go to Applebee's where you. it's not going to be good, but you know it's going to be safe. You're not going to you know? have food like poisoning. You, you're not going to die. <laughs> You're not going to die. Um, <clears throat> Cade Mays, my favorite thing, and we didn't comment on this. My favorite thing that happened on Twitter post after the Sugar Bowl was the little, somebody found Cade Mays' only block in the Sugar Bowl. Yes. And they and they put it on, they made a gif of it or a gif, however you say that. If it's, if you say gif, you're saying it wrong, but whatever. I don't, and we don't have time Who's, for that. I, okay. Choosy moms choose the word gif because that's how you pronounce the stupid word i've okay. never heard it pronounced gif but oh I'll, no but there's, I'll go there's with people you. out there Clint. Okay. there's people out there you, okay somebody friends, made a yeah. gif somebody made a gif of cade Mays's only block from the sugar bowl and used it to talk about what a dominant offensive line we were going to have in the absence of andrew thomas and i just got a little sick to my stomach as i was watching it because i remembered the other 70 plays of the sugar bowl that we ran on offense when cade Mays was just getting whipped Capital Everywhere. W, capital H, whipped yes. left and right. Um, I'm not saying I'm glad Cade Mays is not on our team. Cade Mays is a, is, a, is a fine football player. He's a very good football player. But he's a very good guard. 
And I fear, I think to your point, I fear that he was going to be the starting left tackle on this team. He absolutely was going to be, Daniel. There's not a question in my mind. They were going to move him. Ben Cleveland was going to take either one of the guard positions. They were going to move him on left tackle and say, anchor this side of our quarterback. And you and I were going to be having a meltdown almost every single game, Daniel. Fits. Now listen, don't hear us saying what we're not saying, Georgia fans, if you're out there. Um, if if you haven't gone back to the bleach already, don't hear us saying what we're not saying. Um, we're not saying that the whoever starts at left tackle this year is going to be better than Cade Mace. Nope, that's not. We don't know that. We, that is we have to no say idea. that to say that's an unknown commodity. There's not a single player on the roster uh-huh. that has ever taken a snap at left tackle. There is only one player on the roster, Jamari Sawyer who has ever taken a snap at tackle. Either either side. Team. Just pick a side. Doesn't matter. I'm not talking about the spring game or in practice. Obviously, we have tackles on the roster. But um, to say that the talent is unproven, uh, but but you and I were not feeling great about Cade Mays. To leave Georgia, I don't know. You know, Maybe it has to do with his family. Obviously, his brother. Maybe it has to do with... Um, the change in offensive line yep. coach and yep. uh, Luke you, you coming speculate in, and going. You can speculate about whatever you want. This one, this one though, to me, young man is able to make his decisions, and I'm not, I'm not mad that he's made his decision. But don't ask me to remember him fondly. No, but, no, no, because no, I no, won't no. be doing that. No, you understand. It, and it's not because I wish him ill. I'm not a Tennessee fan who's going to wish that he tears his ACL in the first game that he plays because that's literally what Tennessee fans on Twitter were saying when he signed with Georgia. That's not what I'm doing. What I am saying is good riddance to you, sir. Correct. Don't have interested in you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. We are not interested. And now, before this uh, Sugar Bowl, you asked me who I was excited about. I said Xavier Truss, and he didn't play a single snap in the game. I was no, he curious. did not. No. Uh, but Daniel, I'm I'm real curious now. Hey, the name, he's still on the roster. <laughs> he's still on the roster. Uh, Daniel, let's play a little fun there. game real quick. Okay, let's do um, that. We don't have any uh, grades yet for this year's team. Pro Football Focus comes out with grades every year, uh, has an algorithm to do so. We don't have any grades for this year, but I want to go back to last year, Daniel, leading up to the national championship. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, Here are the highest returning players from that year to this year. Okay? It's it's, as you expected. Jake Fromm was the highest graded player returning, followed by Andrew Thomas, DeAndre Swift, and Isaiah Wilson. Okay? Okay. Then... Solomon, none of them all gone. Then Solomon Kinley, he gone, he gone. Then wait for it, Ben Cleveland, Jamari Sawyer, Brian Harrion, and then Cade Mays. None of them by, still here. Closely behind Tyler Simmons. Okay, so just so just so five. we're fully aware, the guy who came back after national champ. Cade Mays, 71.3 graded out. Tyler Simmons, 70. That's where they're graded. Okay, Tyler Simmons, what you're saying is, Tyler Simmons, similar grade to Cade Mays. That is what experts are telling me that returned this year. Now, if I was to Just to clarify, did we think Tyler Simmons was good at football? No. No, no. 
No. Nope. Not at all. No, if you we were going to tell me again that that I'm sad, Cade Mays, would I have liked Cade Mays to say, yeah, of course, more bodies, talented bodies are all all the better. But if I'm going to look back again, we don't have grades this year, but Ben Cleveland, Jamal Sawyer graded out better. Uh, our top, all the top guys from that year are gone. Uh, we recruited well, and good thing we did for the last couple of years. We're going to see Daniel, uh, but I am just I, what I want to just pump the brakes on is Cade mm-hmm. Mays was not going to anchor our offensive line from left tackle. Okay, he just wasn't going to do it. So, all right, let's let's get in to those players that are still on the roster. Let's talk about replacements, uh, both for the offensive line position and for the quarterback position now. All right, Clint, let's start. You you just mentioned a bunch of offensive linemen, so let's start with offensive line. Okay. All right, I am going to read you the names of the players that we still have on the roster. This is going to be fun. I'm going to start with who I think are the best of the players. (laughs) Okay. Trey Hill, Ben Cleveland. Those are the two locks. Head and shoulders above everybody else. The two locks. Followed closely, I would say, by Jamari Sawyer, who was a third lock to start on next year's offensive line. Now we get into a little bit of murkier waters. Those murkier waters are swam in by the likes of Justin Schaefer. Okay. Owen Condon. Yeah. Warren McClendon. Xavier Truss. Uh... Wait, is it Warren McClendon? No, it's like, no. uh, is it no. Willie McClendon? Yeah. Warren McClendon. Nope, it's Warren McClendon. Is he? I was is right. It, is but that see, I thought it was, no, it's Warren McClendon and it's Warren Erickson. I, that's why I oh, got confused because yeah, yeah. then I saw Warren Erickson and I thought, no, that can't be Warren McClendon also. But it is. Warren McClendon, Warren Erickson, uh, and Clay Webb. Just to clarify, seems like some of that Clay Webb stuff might have been overblown. Just like the Jorge Pickens uh, news was totally overblown when he was quote bullying a kid in the locker room. Mm-hmm. He was doing no sort of thing, as kid said. So it Let might have say, been no, overblown. No charges are being no charges are being filed Correct. against Clay Webb. So Clay Webb, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him safely on this list. And then you've got the incomers, Tate Ratledge, Chad Lindbergh, this kid Blosky, and then yep. hopefully. Broderick Jones, and maybe Broderick Jones and Cedric Van, Van Pran. Uh-huh. So, Clint, of those names that I listed for you, who excites you the most, and what is our overall, what is our overall, what is the condition of our offensive line? Okay, the condition of the offensive line, and here's what's very interesting to me about all of college football, um, is, do you know who had, apparently, unequivocally, the two best offensive lines in the entire nation this last year, Daniel, by awards and grades and all that? Oregon and Wisconsin? Uh, Oregon. Okay, so you top three. LSU mm. won the trophy. Oregon okay. and Wisconsin, the top three. Let me ask you questions about those kind of offenses. Uh, wh- what kind of offense Oregon run? Is it, is it like a lineup and pound you kind of, kind of school? No, they're, they're not doing that. On a regular not basis. typically. No, not no. typically. They can, but that's not what their offensive line is known for. LSU, do you think that had to do more with the offensive line or Joe Burrow pulling rabbits out of hats 24-7? It's really hard to say. Did we have him sacked nine times in the game and then none of the times he hit the ground? 
Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. And then lastly, Wisconsin. Um, Anybody know what Jonathan Taylor's uh, yards per carry is right now? Because I think it's still going down. It's yes, it is 0.7 yards yeah. per carry. He's not playing anymore. His career is over, and yet it is still decreasing because he's just getting carries. Like there's a there's an automated response every two minutes. He gets a carry. Um, <laughs> all right. So what I'm saying is the offensive line. We have players. These are all highly recruited guys. I think the lowest Blosky with three star. All the rest of them four five star guys. Okay, for the most a lot part. of lot of talent. A lot of time. Returning to this offensive line. Now, the name that was shocking to me to see at the Sugar Bowl and for next year, Erickson. I, Daniel, that, that's a surprising name. You said locks with the top three, but Erickson's yeah. starting at guard. One of these spots it's, is going to him at guard. He's coming into spring with one of those. He's going to be getting the first team reps at one of those guard spots. It's Which, starting in the spring. Now, somebody might beat him out, but a redshirt freshman kid, just very quiet, under the radar, but this is the thing. This is why Sam Pittman, this is why you have all these offensive line recruits. And look, we got we might sign six more this right. class if all things fall into our fall into place. Um, this is why you have all these guys because you can you, we're going to lose four guys off the offensive line, four of our top six. Now, but listen, Clint, how many offensive line do you play? 10, 12, 14 offensive linemen over the course of a season, barring catastrophic injury? Uh, no, you do not, Daniel. Typically, no, you, d- no, you, you do not. Let me just tell you this. If you take out the Sugar Bowl, where we had people sitting out and we had situations you know, uh, apart from our control, just factoring in normal injuries over the course of an entire season, uh-huh. we played eight Total. offensive linemen. Justin Schaefer, Cade Mays. And Jamari Sawyer were the three non-starters. The starters were Solomon Kenley, Ben Cleveland, uh, Andrew Thomas, Trey Hill, and Isaiah Wilson. And then Schaefer played, uh, Sawyer played, and uh, Cade Mays played. But that's it. Those are the guys that played. So if you're asking me, are there eight offensive linemen that are not scrubs that... We're just going to have to trust. They were, we recruited them for a reason, and they're going to be out there for a reason. Yeah, there's plenty of offensive linemen on this team, Clint. There's plenty of offensive linemen on this team. Can I just – I'll give you a name really quick. Jake Fromm, when he went to the national championship, didn't we have Kendall Baker starting on the offensive line, Daniel? You, you, you dang right about that. Okay. Kendall Baker. Didn't we have Solomon Kinley starting on the offensive line for the last two years? Yes, sir. Just coming out of nowhere. Listen, what? Who was Solomon Kinley? Who was who was right. chomping at the bit to give that guy some snaps? No one. Okay, so just you don't know. You might not know about Warren Erickson and McClendon and Owen Condon. You might not know anything about Owen Condon right now, but you might by the end of the year. Mm. This is why spring practice practice exists. This is why Matt Luke is here. To rebuild an offensive line, and guess what, Georgia fans? If this is, then this will be the last thing I'll have to say about the offensive line. You, you can say anything else you want, Clint, but the, we are not going to go into next season puffing our chest out about how our offensive line is the Great Wall of Georgia, the Great Wall of Sam Pittman, the most Those physically dominant gone. unit, 
the most physically dominant unit that the likes of which college football has ever seen. And do you know what? That makes me so freaking happy. Doesn't just, it? Just, just enough with the hype and the hoopla because guess what? The offense sucked this year. We weren't good. Our offensive line, Daniels, easy, easy to say we were not pleased with them for a majority of the season. It was a disappointment. All right, we felt like we had an all-pro running back. We felt like we had the number one back drafted in the NFL draft because we did. And yet, correct. Where were the long runs? Where were the big Colts? Where were the 200 yards rushing game? Like, where were the chopping wood, make them quit, offensive line, bully ball? We couldn't play it. Okay, so if the if if we have an offensive line that inspires our coaching staff, to not try to do the thing that doesn't work no matter how talented your offensive line is, Uh then that's a win. That's Really quick, Daniel, I'm going to – is that the last thing you wanted to say? That's it. That's all I got. I'm going to take the floor now. I said when the Sam Pittman news broke, I said, Georgia fan, you wanted a change. Guess what? Change are coming. Here it Mm -hmm. comes. And guess what? It's here. This is what change looks like, everyone. This is what change looks like. It's called were- new names on the backs of the jerseys. Everywhere. Just just new names, new coach, new philosophy, new way of doing the offensive line. And you know what, Georgia fan? You can't have your cake and you eat it too. So please, please come with us as Daniel and I embrace the change. Be an early mm-hmm. adopter, okay? Just be, be an early adopter. Come Get on. Get in. Okay. All right, let's go to Daniel. quarterback. Ooh. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Um, let's talk Jake about guys. From- not easy to replace. No. Okay. Highest, so, a- most accurate passer in UGA history. All right. Um, I think Hudson Mason has another year of eligibility, though, so he might he might, he might. come back. And Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the people on the roster, and I'm just going to go for a scale of 1 to 10. How excited would you be for this person to emerge as the okay. best option at quarterback going into next year. Got it. Okay? This is the current roster. Okay. Number one, Stetson Bennett. Zero. Scale of one to ten. <laughs> Z- We're going to... Zero. Some people turned off the podcast just then. But listen, people. We can't have Stetson Bennett as a starting quarterback on the team. Stop. Can't Stop it. happen. Stop. 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 Stop it. Stop it. Stetson Bennett is a fine backup, and I'm happy if he stays and doesn't go transfer somewhere else as a backup. If if the starting quarterback goes down for an injury, I feel great about Stetson Bennett coming into the game and leading us on a meaningful scoring drive, but he cannot be our number one option. Nope. Totally agree. Option two, Dewan Mathis. Okay, this red, is... Redshirt freshman, never taking a snap outside the spring game, recovering from... I have no idea what all kind of injury. I, all I know is that, that the man's brain was open to the world. They just popped his skull open, That's, and his brain was just laying out there in front of God and everybody. Just open and bare for us all to see, which still terrifies me as I speak about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, can I add? Can I just put a question mark on this? I have no – Daniel, I don't know if I'm excited or not. I, I literally have know. no information to go off of here. We don't know. We don't know. Number 311 overall prospect, according to 24-7 Sports, when he came out of high school. Number 11 pro-style quarterback. 
okay. when he came out of high school. Well, six foot six, two hundred five pounds. Uh, we've seen nothing. Okay, had a cyst removed from his brain. That's all we've seen is a cyst. Yes. Uh, third option, already on campus, just studying a playbook like nobody's business. Carson Beck. Okay. Level of excitement for Carson Beck next year because I don't know if we could strike lightning in a bottle twice, but the last time I had a very cerebral kid come in as a freshman and get on to the team. How'd that work out? How'd that work out for us? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, you're going to compare intangibles and then tell me the dude got a cannon that he could launch at 70 yards? We're in a different stratosphere now, Daniel. Now we're cooking with gas. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm going to tentatively put it at a seven. Seven. So of the current roster, Uh Carson Beck's your guy. You hope that 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 kid comes in and shows some things and wins this job. uh, Well, like you said, of the current roster, yes. Yeah, I can't do it with Carson Beck. I just can't. I can't have another true freshman starting quarterback. Well. I just can't. I just cannot do it. I don't. I don't. I don't have the constitution for such a thing. Look, Daniel, that. you do. You just have forgotten what it's like because you got no, your heart started beating again. You you know All what right. it's like. So listen. Now we move on to the transfer portal. So now I'm going to ask you, Clint. Um, how badly do you want to transfer? Scale of one to ten. 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 Is it? It's a ten. I need, and here's for if for no other reason, I need a transfer, so that there's another option. That's you know what I'm saying. I just need another bullet because in the gun to see what it hits. Kirby ain't going to guarantee nobody no job. No. Okay. So listen, four people competing for a job is better than three people competing for a job because it's one more person to potentially be the best, and that's all we want, George fans. It's all I'm looking for. It, is the best. Um, now, look, if transfer quarterback comes in and he wins the starting job, I'm just going to say this up front. Either Dewan Mathis or Carson Beck, he gone. I just need the – we ain't keeping both of them. You don't think Carson would on uh, redshirt? Sit, I'm saying either Dewan Mathis or Carson Beck leaving this program. Okay. That's if a transfer court. So just know, count the cost. You're not keeping two guys sitting on the bench, both of whom will be freshmen, same year of eligibility. Carson Beck obviously would be redshirting potentially, so he would have an extra. But nobody wants to sit around till their senior year. All right, we don't have any DJ Shockleys on this team who's like Carson Beck didn't come here to sit for four years and then play in his fifth year of eligibility. One of those guys gonna gonna leave. Um, and the other one will stay and be the, the heir apparent. So, of the transfer quarterbacks, Clint, the names that I'm here they, that we're hearing the most, the names we're reading the most, Jamie Newman from Wake Forest. Okay. Anthony Brown from Boston College. Uh, sure. And De'Ara King from Clemson, or from uh, Houston with a this some some rumors about Chase Bryce, the Clemson backup, but I, I don't, I don't know. That's just, I think that's just people wildly wishing and hoping. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's even wishing. I don't. So where do you rank those three quarterbacks in terms of your level of desire to have them on this team? Uh, 
King, number one. Okay. Newman, two. Okay. And the kid whose name I've already forgotten, not on the list. Not, not even, wouldn't even let him be the long snapper. No, <laughs> t- no. Do not come at me with a Boston College transfer quarterback. Stop it now. It just, that's reeks of desperation. I don't know why. It just does. It, because it is. Because it is. It is desperation, Clint. Yeah. Um, he's a dual threat quarterback, by the way. He's completed 59% of his passes. He had an injury in 2019, which which made him not be able to finish the season. Uh, you know, reserve the right to change my mind. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to actually, I'm going to pull a curveball on you here, Clint, because um, <clears throat> you said King number one, and you and I are on record as making fun of the Wake Forest offense quite a bit. Oh, it was a source of constant humor for us on this podcast. It was. They ran the most ridiculous read option muddle handoff that you've ever seen in your entire life. But see, the thing is, is that that's not Jamie Newman. That's the offensive coordinator, the offensive coaching staff at Wake Forest. That's not him. I think think Jamie Newman is my number one choice for quarterback, for transfer quarterback. I think I, I think I actually listen. The people at Pro Football Focus, they love this kid, Clint. Do they through through eleven weeks of the college football season? Now he had a, he he kind of tailed off t- kind of towards the end, but through eleven weeks, that's a sizable amount of the season. That's a good sample. Through, through eleven weeks of the college football season, do you know who the do you know who the three highest rated passers were in college football? Clint? All of college football, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the other one. Uh, well, now it's going to be Newman. No, well, no, but Trevor Lawrence, number oh, two. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. And, and Newman And Jamie was Newman, third? number three. Good night. Okay, now, the guy has got a cannon for an arm. He threw for over 2,800 yards and rushed for 574 yards and 32 total touchdowns this last season. Um... He is uh, he is extremely mobile, and he has a he has a an arm that the scouts really like. Okay. So uh, he plays in a silly offense in a silly at a silly school in a silly conference, but you surround that guy with George Pickens mm-hmm. and Dominic Blaylock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know some ogre of a man at tight end, just running routes. Some thirty-eight-year-old grandfather Correct. running routes out there at tight end. By the way, we put in our uh, our subpoena for records from Nevada. Nevada <laughs> has not gotten back to us yet. We are not. We are not going to hear back from. <laughs> we do not have the kind of clout needed. Uh, I, I'm excited about the potential of this Jamie Newman kid. I think okay. I think we signed the Jamie Newman kid, and I instantly now De'Ara King. I would like to. I just don't. I worry about him as a passer. He yes. is an athletic. Yes. He is a dynamic athlete, but I worry about him as a passer, um, and so I worry that it would be too much of a required shift for James Coley. And if I'm going to not trust anyone on the Georgia staff, it's James Coley. Jimmy C, welcome front and center to the most yeah. distrusted man <laughs> in Georgia. Uh, all right, that's a, that is a very brief emergency podcast wrap-up of, of who is in line. Any other thoughts on the Clint overall state of the UGA program? 
in in five words or less? We fine, y'all. Chill. Just, just that's four words. Four words. He even spared you a word. I gave you. You go ahead and put put something at the end take if you a, want. You take a free one. You take a freebie. That's on me. From me to you. <laughs> uh, listen, we're fine. Is this was this a tough day? It absolutely sure. was. But we're gonna be fine. Trust the process. Kirby it could Smart's be worse, get it Daniel. together. You could only have four fingers on one hand. <laughs> it, it could be worse. A folding chair could have whipped your behind <laughs> at one point. Funny because it's real. That's journalism. That's journalism, friends. Uh, all right. Uh, we are out of here. We will be back likely next week. This is all the excitement we can handle. I can't. Uh, I can't handle more. I'm done. Probably no episode tomorrow, but we'll be back on Monday, uh, and we are excited to dive deeper into the off season. Talk about the Auburn. Don't forget Georgia plays Auburn on Saturday. Um, we'll talk about that game on Monday, and as well as a bunch of other stuff. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review, and we'll talk to you guys later. See you.